All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Bet. This is our second installment. We're going to be here every week, giving you, uh, you know, to what, 25, 30, 35, 40 minutes. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Conversations can, you know, be a little long. Uh, I got my friend here, Kyle. Uh, and Kyle, we're going to go through um, uh, season team futures and week one bets. Yeah, we're going to do both. So last week we did the, uh, the season props, the player props. And today we're going to do the season bets. So, you know, how do we think the Texans are going to do across the season? And then also just uh, the week one matchups at Kansas City. We're going to do that too. And then if you guys are a Patreon member, on if you're in Tier 3, you guys will have weekly par- a weekly parlay from Kyle every week. Uh, so make sure you guys go to patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered. Uh, all right, Kyle, let's, let's go through season team futures. Um, I mean, we're... we're th- we're recording, so two days away from Yeah, you've kickoff. got two days. You have to put all these bets in before kickoff on Thursday. So just a heads up to everybody. Before kickoff on Thursday, after that, all the season bets will close. Okay, so you guys need to act now. Yeah. It has to be done pretty soon. Yep. Don't, don't sleep on the advice that is coming. So I guess let's start with... Let's start with your first bet. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, let, let me actually back up a second and talk a little bit about how Houston has been underrated. We talked about that last week. And this, this isn't kind of fanboy, you know, Kyle and James talking about, um, you know, how Houston is criminally underrated. This is actually a statistical analysis that I did on Vegas underrating the Texans. If you look, the, the way that over-under bets are, so over-under bets is uh, Vegas pick, picks a, a number, so it's points or yards or whatever it is, and they say that it'll either be over or under that bet. Vegas has no care in the world other than to balance out both sides. They don't want to pay out an extreme amount on one side and not the other. Sure. So they want to get that number exactly right. Um, but if you look at the Texans bets, both the team bets and a lot of the, the season, pro- the player props as well, about 60% of the time the overs hit. So that means that Vegas is pegging the line a little too low. And they, they do that. They've done that over the last four or five years. And that that, that's not how they make money. That you, you know, Vegas makes money by getting a, taking a little bit of a vig on every bet. They want they want they want their juice on every bet. And they again, their their aim is to balance out the payout on both the over and the under. So they really want that that number to be very accurate. So the very fact that sixty percent of the time, not not fifty percent of the time, the overs hit means that they've really underrated how well the the Texans are going to perform. Now, does well, I, okay. So a couple things here. First, I, I guess I don't think people realize that you're really not a Texans fan. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm you're not, not. You're not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Texans fan. I'm an NFL fan. I don't really have a, a team. You know, we moved. I moved from the DC area. I actually Baltimore. I, I left Baltimore for college after the Ravens got, or before the Ravens got there. After the the Colts have left, obviously. So I, I was really a man without a team. We moved down here to Austin. I live in Austin, and uh, you know, I'm saturated with Cowboy stuff. You, you can barely find any Texans. Oh, stuff you here. can't. Uh, it's really Cowboy stuff. So my son is is being raised as a Cowboy fan. I know that. That'll kind of strike fear in a lot of hearts, um, but you know, I, I am a I'm a better first probably, and an NFL fan second, and a very distant third. Uh, I like the Cowboys because my son does, so that that's kind of the order that I go in. Yeah, I just think from like a so people can understand like because usually for me or John, they're used to bias takes. They they feel like there's bias takes, so I wanted to make sure that they understood that this is different. This is not bias takes. This is just statistically proven, uh, my thoughts, my bet, from what I do as an amateur better, yep. uh, what I feel is there. So then the underrated aspect, I wanted to touch on this, does a lot of that have to do with them trying to lure people into bets, right? Like to set and, and be underrated and, and gather people to bet, right? If they bet on one, it's almost like when you go to Target. You go to Target to grab 
uh, granola, but then you end up leaving Target with three other things. Would that be a very no. similar? No, no, no. I mean, and, and in fact, I mean, the, the, the way that they do that, so the, this is how it, it typically works. Vegas will set a line, um, and in this case, we'll talk about this this number in a second. But they have the wins this year for the Texans at seven and a half games, so they believe that you know that, that's that's where the over under line is for the season. Of course, sixteen games, so they think that it's probably going to be a losing season for for the Texans. Um, that's just how how they're they're, they're thinking. Um, they really don't care. They're they're not trying to induce you to bet the over or induce you to bet the under. Um, they really want to even it out on both sides because they take a little bit of a, 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 a vit, what they call the vig, the vigorish, um, on every single bet. So really, Texas loses when there's a landslide one way or the other. If 90% of the people bet the over in the over hit, Vegas would lose. So they're not, they're not really trying to like tease you into that. Now, sometimes they get the line wrong. And what, what they do then is that they put more juice on the opposite side where they, they've gotten it wrong. So if you start to see, usually the lines come out at negative 110, meaning that you, you'll, you know, for a $100 bet, you'll win about $90 plus the original $100 bet back. Um, now, if you start to see negative 120, negative 130 on that line, that means that people are betting that side of the line and they're trying to recoup their losses because mm. they, they anticipate that they're going to be losses by adding a little bit more juice to every single bet. Okay. And it's sometimes they, they adjust the line. So... Going back to last week, remember we talked about Watson at, um, geez, I'm going to get the, the line wrong, but I think it was, what was it, 1,049 passing yards? Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, the day after we announced that bet, they moved the line up to 1,099 <laughs> passing yards. Um, so we, we were right. We, we said bet the over, um, and a lot of people were betting the over, and Vegas just kind of threw their hands up and said, screw it. We're not going to try to adjust it with this VIG. We're actually going to move the line up. So if you had locked in your line like I did at 1049, that's great because if ten you know sixty hits, then then I win. But yeah. the the line now at ten ninety nine doesn't win. So Vegas has a couple of tools at their disposal. They can act, either add the vig on, on one side or the other, or they can just move the line at some point in time, and in that way they can they can kind of get their bet. But their their job is always to balance both sides of the bets. They're really not trying to trick anybody into picking one versus the other. Okay. All right. So let's get into this first uh, season team future bet. Sure. So the. Well, I, let me let me let me tell you what not to do, or I, at least as as far as I can tell, what not to do. Um, there's a, there's a bet out there for the uh, the Texans to win the AFC South at plus three twenty five. Now, a lot of us, I mean, you know, again, I, I'm not a Texans fan, but I, you know, I'm I'm becoming more of a fan as I study it with, with, with these bets and with this column and this podcast. And I think there's a decent chance for them to to leapfrog. Um, uh, Colts. The, the, the Colts, right? To 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 be the to win the AFC South. The problem is, is that Vegas doesn't feel that way. And really the consensus, if you look at the picks, doesn't feel that way either. They're at least second and sometimes third behind both the Colts and the Titans. The Titans, right. And so at that point, if they really are second or third, I'd really want that line to be more like plus 500 or plus 600. Okay. So a, a five or six X return on my bet, not plus 325. So I'm not saying that you, you know, this isn't a bet you should make. I'm just saying that as far as the, the betting line goes, I don't feel that it's a really good deal. I do think that there is a good deal out there, which is the um, which is the, the Texans uh, line for seven and a half wins, and I'm bet the over. So I think that you know getting to the over is is, is a pretty sure bet. I go through the whole rationale in the column. So if you want to kind of look at the breakdown in the column, how I get to to, to eight wins, which is essentially where you want to be with with that bet, I think it's actually pretty easy. I think it'll all come down to a couple of um, games against teams like Cleveland if they can pull those out. I, you know, I feel like they're going to split some of their, their, their divisional rivalry teams. I think that the, 
you know, the, the teams they should, you know, the games that they should win, um, you know, if you bank those, if the games that are 50-50, if you bank half of those, and then there are like two or three other kind of, you know, uh, games that seem like they should win. Uh, and I feel like they get probably closer to nine games or not nine wins. And again, that's, you know, coming from a, a, a source of not bias. This is me just looking at the, the week-to-week matchups. You know, I, I personally, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if they, you know, were in the nine to ten win range. I mean, that that seems logical to me. But at seven and a half, I think this is, you know, again, no 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 brainers in in betting. But I think it's a very good value to bet the over seven and a half wins for the season. So when I look at this line, I think instantly Deshaun must have gotten hurt. Yeah, or I, well, I think like, that that's that that's what they say. I mean, you, you remember they're they're looking at a whole season and they're looking at multiple years of the players playing in the season. So Deshaun does get hurt, right? He's you know, gotten hurt once. Yeah, the the receivers get hurt. Um, or, or have, gets hurt. Have gotten hurt, right? Um, the the O line has been inconsistent. Mm, that's false, but sure. I mean, it, last year was great. Last year was great. Okay, but before that, it's been inconsistent. Yeah. Um, you know, and that I guess contributes or could contribute to, to Watson getting hurt. I think a lot of those things are different this year, though. Yeah. Um, so you know, but Vegas is still, you know, they're they're just looking at it's pure statistics. They're, they're like an insurance adjuster. That's all they're doing. And in the past, there's been injuries, and seven and a half wins is where they feel like they should draw the line. But when I look at like when I look at the line, and I think, okay, so I'm looking at if Deshaun plays 16 games. There's pretty much no way the Texans only win seven and a half games. I, I mean, that's that's, that's my that's feeling. my knowledge. Oh sure, yeah, and that's my feeling as well. So I, I mean, I feel like, like I said, nine nine wins is where I had it based on my week to week analysis. And I, if you take a fudge factor out of one one of those wins, um, you know, and maybe one one goes down, one goes up, right? So it's back sure. to eight or nine wins. Uh, it's still over seven and a half. I would agree. Okay, yeah, no, I think it's a solid line, decent decent return as well. Yep. So, um, do you want to move on to the, the week one matchups? I mean, I, I think those are the two things. Th- those are the best. I think that the plus 325 of, of winning the AFC South, I think that's a fool's bet. I, I wouldn't do it. I think it's a sucker bet. I, I think that the, I do really like the seven and a half wins, over seven and a half wins. So, those are the two bets that I would kind of consult and I would stay away from the one and, and, and drop, drop dime on the other. Okay. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the week one matchup because uh, we're two days away. It's probably one of the more exciting games in in the country. Oh, I mean, there's nothing going on, right? Well, it's. I can't imagine what the ratings are going to be. I mean, the only weirdness of the ratings is it's on Thursday night and on what the NFL Network probably. Yeah. Well, and then also Lakers Rockets. It's NBC. And and Lakers Rockets that night. Oh, Lakers Rockets. (laughs) Yeah. Lakers Rockets that night. Um. At the same time. So, but but at the same time, it's still the return of the NFL. Yep. In a in a in a year where there was so much unexpected you know outcomes and things that were happening that you really didn't know if there was going to be a season, especially when you look at just the NFL in general, lots yep. of touching, lots of you know sweat swapping and all sorts <laughs> of things, right? So, uh, but the NFL has do, done a good job, I think, in the last uh, three two months. There's only been five positive COVID uh, results, so I mean that's great. Um, so we talked last week before we got off or after we posted the original, um, line was 10 and a half. 10 and a half. Yep. Now it's nine. I think nine. Yeah. It's, it's dropped down one and a half. I mean, I, I it, 10 and a half would have been a great bet. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told yeah, you so last you week. Yeah. I, I told everybody that I, that line is insane at 10 and a half. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about the two bets I'm going to recommend or I'll, I'll, I'll do the first one first. It's a parlay. So I'm recommending a, uh, to take the, the Texans at plus nine. I okay. still think it's a good value. I'll explain that in a second. And I say to bet the under 54.5 points total for the game. So for those, those of you unfamiliar mm. or new to the over-unders for the totals, you take the two teams, uh, you add them up, and there's an over-under number. Um, so let's talk about the Texans part of the bet first. So you've got Texans at plus 9. 
you know, as, as you just mentioned, it was started at net, you know, plus 10 and a half points, which means the Texans could either win or they could uh, lose by as many as 10 points and the, the bet would still win. That 10 and a half points is getting into kind of ridiculous, kind of really bad team against really good team territory. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you, you take some, a team like the Dolphins historically against some of the top team, Dolphins versus Patriots, that line will be plus 13. So the fact that you, you have the game, you know, the season starting at the Chiefs, and I get it. I get that the Chiefs are very good, they, and they are. They're still, they're still very good. Um, but the start the line at 10.5 points was, was ridiculous as far as I was concerned, and I think actually showed just what, what kind of disrespect the Texans have. You know, they, they might be thinking kind of the way that I was thinking, but the opposite, like this is a crazy year, and crazy years could have crazy outcomes, and maybe it'll be a 30-point route by the Chiefs or something. Um, I actually think it's, it's going to be the opposite. I think that you know, the, these teams are a lot closer than nine points would, would, would kind of suggest. And I think that even at nine points, it, it's a really good value. So again, betting them at nine points means that if the Texans either win outright or lose by as many as eight points, you win the bet. If they lose by nine points, the bet pushes and you get your money back. Again, I, I don't like pushes, just kind of like, you know, kissing your sister. I would even recommend if you, for the kind of pro bettors in the, in the area, I, I say you, you buy a half a point or, or spend a half a point down and get it at, um, Get, just get it at eight and a half because, you know, why not? You'll get slightly better odds. And that way, you know, because nobody's playing for the push anyway. Right. So, you know, if they lose by eight points, um, you win, but you have a slightly better odds than if you take it at plus nine. Um, most of those sports books will allow you to, to, to kind of uh, sell you a, a half a point. Um, but I, again, I think that nine points is very reasonable. I was trying to figure out what line I would start to kind of wince. And I think it's probably six and a half. You know, so six and a half is where I would think it would be like, nah, maybe I'd, I'd pull up and maybe wouldn't make that bet because that means a touchdown loses the bet for you. Right. Um, but, you know, at nine, I, I still think it's a great value. So I think um, prior to the change, and I, it might even still be a fact, but this is the worst odds uh, for an NFL opening game in the history of the NFL. Yeah, it's and remember, they're trying to pick their marquee matchup or a marquee matchup. And it, of course, it involves the champion, you know, Chiefs, right? So you've got that side of it. But they're, they're not just going to pick a patsy on the other side, and right. they haven't with the Texans. We, we, I mean, again, even a like an objective person would think that the Texans aren't on a pushover. So the fact that the line just started at 10 and a half is uh, it, it's bewildering to me. And I think that there's a bit of correction. Of course, it's nine. It may be by Thursday start. It may be down to eight and a half. It may be down to eight. I'm not sure, but it's, it's already traveled quite a bit. Lines don't, I mean, lines don't usually move one and a half points from their, from their opening. I mean, usually there's only a week to move a line because right. they, they post it right after. So there's been three weeks to move this line or, or more. Yeah, more. Um, but, you know, starting at 10 and a half, um, just seems silly, and I think even at nine, it's a good value. Okay, all right, awesome. I, I agree. I think you know a touchdown on a field goal to, or touchdown on a safety really. I, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't see them losing by nine points. I, I think they'll both score. So the you know I think they'll both score every every other possession, which is kind of I think the average for top scoring offenses. And if you think that you know you you think there's probably not room to have a nine point differential between the two. Yeah. So let's talk about the other half of that bet because I am recommending a parlay. And remember, for again, for new new bettors, parlay is to bet two or more outcomes at the same time, and you, the the odds multiply. That's why you do it. Um, so I'm, I'm recommending to take both the Texans at plus nine plus the under fifty four and a half points. And my thinking here is just very it's very basic. Um, it's that Thursday night games are rock fights. They just they, they don't score very well. And especially if you look at Thursday night openers over the last several years. There's been very anemic scoring, just no, no scoring really at all. So this isn't a, this isn't, I'm not impugning the, the Texans. I'm not saying that anything about the Texans not being able to score or anything. I'm, all I'm saying is that traditionally 
these games are low scoring, and so so bet the under. So to play devil's advocate, though, when when you looked at the statistical aspect of it, um, were they high powered offenses the way that the Chiefs are? You know, yeah, the you, I mean, you've had Rams, you had Rams in those games. I mean, you, you've had you've Rams had, Saints, right? Yeah, you've had teams that should have scored a bunch of points, and and some of them did hit over. So I'm not saying that over is impossible. Um, I'm just saying that traditionally the the scoring has been pretty anemic. You you think. I mean, if you play it out in your head, it makes a little bit of sense, right? I mean, especially with no preseason, this is, these are offenses that, especially, you know, uh, that, you know, they're trying to get in gear. You've always got new personnel. So you're always, you know, putting in new packages for new people. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to click. On the other side, you could think that, you know, maybe the defense is really sloppy too. So maybe you're, you're looking at kind of an aerial attack and, you know, a bunch of long down the field passes. But tr- just traditionally, again, according to the numbers, it hasn't been that way. So, and, and, you know, one word on the, the, the total 54 and a half isn't the lowest. Like it, it's not, a, it's not at the very bottom either. I mean, I, if you really thought that this was like, I don't know, Bears, Lions, or like two, two teams that really had difficulty scoring, you might get to like 48 points total. Um, but you know, 50, uh, 54 and a half is kind of right in the middle of where over under points are. For example, I think that if this was a middle of the season informed Chiefs Saints matchup, the the over under might be in the kind of sixty one and a half range. So again, we're we're right in the middle of that. Um, and I think that to, to be honest, I think that Vegas is just taking a, a like they're they're just they're just picking a number out of the air and just saying we don't know anything. First game of the season, no preseason, coronavirus epidemic, everything's weird. We're going to pick right in the middle of the road. And I think that, you know, that, that favors the under. If they had taken a really low, like if they had taken the same view I said, which was like thir- Thursday nights are just rock fights and scoring is really low, it might have been like a 48.5 or 49.5 total. And then I would have been more, uh, a little bit more squeamish about taking the under. But, but it being right, right in the middle of like that over under range at 54.5, I'd say take the under. So, and I think also another part to take into consideration with taking the under on the 54 and a half is just COVID in general, right? I, I think normally there's 52 padded practices in a training camp. There's only 14 for each team this year. Um, they had no OTAs. They had uh, no rookie uh, training camp. So we're talking about uh, teams that kind of had to throw everything together last minute. Maybe the Chiefs can, you know, they, they're pretty much returning, returning the exact yeah. same offense that they had last year while the Texans are... Uh, basically starting a whole new offense. Um, so I wonder if that played a part in Vegas's mindset of, of do, going with the 54. And it might have, but I, Vegas, you, you think they're more analytical than they are. All they are, I was, I was telling James before this, is that they're really like tax uh, kind of actuaries. All they're doing is looking at past numbers and current and past performance and putting a line right in the middle. And so I think that they just put a line right in the middle of what an average team team total would be or two team total would be. And they just said, hey, listen, we don't know anything more than anybody else. We're going to put it right in the middle and we're going to let, you know, hope that an equal side people pick the under is pick the over. Uh, a lot of fans pick the over because that, that's the tendency. Right. And th- this is my this is my kind of not being a dyed in the wool Texans fan advice to you is that, you know, don't always just take the over because we want an exciting game. Right. Um, unders hit a lot, a lot more often than you think. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think that in particular with this Thursday game, oh, the under is a good value. Okay. All right. Um, next up. Yeah. So one final bet. And I know, you, you, you know, I'm sure that my inbox is going to be flooded with, hey, Kyle, you're just hedging your bets. And I am a little bit. 
But at the same time, I'm suggesting you take the, the, the Texans at plus nine plus the under. I'm also just going to recommend that you take half of your bet. So maybe if you had a $50 bet for, 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 for kind of pro Texans bets for this, uh, this matchup or this week one matchup, I say take half of it and put it on the Texans plus nine plus the under 54 and a half and take the other half. So $25 and put it on just Texans to win outright. So take the money line. And that's when I say the money line, it's, it's no real, you know, there's some lingo about gambling, but really when you say money line, you're just betting on a team to win or lose outright. Um, and then, you know, so taking the Texans money line means that you, you think they'll win, um, by even one point, just win outright. Um, and the odds there are very juicy plus three fifty, So three and a half X, uh, the mm. bet. So that $25 bet, for example, will return, you know, with that $25 bet. $90. Uh, yeah. You know, so you're, you know, you're looking at over, over a hundred dollars return for that bet alone. And there's an over a hundred dollar or about a hundred dollar return on that previous bet. So if both of those things hit, which is very possible, because remember, if the Texans win, then they'll satisfy the plus nine part of the previous bet. Um, and if as long as the scoring is under 54 and a half, both of those te- uh, bets hit and you've just turned $50 into 200. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, one, one more comment on you, Kyle, you, what, you know, why are you hedging it all? It's, it's because all those reasons I just, just went through. I mean, you know, why don't we think that the Texans uh, can't win? Well, I think they can. I think it's a new offense. I think it's coronavirus, no preseason, so everything's kind of wacky. I get that they're going up against the champs, the, the, the Chiefs. Um, but then you look just at last October – uh, and they had a 31 to 24 victory in Kansas City. I mean, and, and tell us about that game, James. I know, you know, you study these games a lot more than I do. And I think that, like, while the Chiefs might have had the same team that they had about that time, the Texans actually probably have a, a worse team then than they have now, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would say, you know, that, that week, that was, uh, I, I believe Bradley Roby was out, JJ Watt was out, and there was another corner that was banged up. Um, but yet they still, you know, they still showed up on defense. Lonnie Johnson ended up covering Travis Kelsey and pretty much shut him down for the second half, which basically limited their op- their offense. If you're able to take away Travis Kelsey, things start to change for what they're doing, especially if you're playing a cover two and able to take away the deep zones uh, from either Sammy or, or Tyreek. Uh, so a lot of that part will still be there. Um, there's new players on this defense that could make an impact. You know, pass rush could be completely different. J.J. Watt's actually in this game, yeah, which healthy. is yeah. a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, – they should be able to slow down Kansas City. I, yeah, I don't think it's incredulous to say that the Texans won't just go up there and win. And, and you know, it, again, if you think about that score, it's 31 to 24, so that's 55 total points. That's that's a half point over the 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 over under that we just mentioned. Yeah. And if you take any kind of discount because this is the first game of the season and it's on Thursday night, you know, even a, a field goal less than that hits the under. And I, I think that that's probably where this lands. I think it's probably a touchdown. This is this is you know if you w- really want to get fancy and this you can get fantastic odds on kind of exact score or scoring range. Um, but I was you know as I was thinking through how this game would likely go, just in terms of betting, in terms of how you know I've looked at averages. My bet is that it's closer to a 24 to 17 point uh, Texans win, um, which would easily hit the under. It's, you know, a, a, a touchdown spread just like it was last October. And, you know, I think that they're both of these bets win that that earlier parlay plus just the Texans winning on the money line. Well, and also, I think when you look at the playoff game, right? Yep. Uh, the, the Texans were up 24 nothing. 
yeah. uh, with a snap of a finger. Yep. Um, and then just things started yeah. to happen. Yep. So you have to wonder if you know those same things can happen in this game. I mean, there was a lot of luck that happened in the playoffs. You know, pot, you know, pump blocked, returned for a touchdown, things of that nature. Things that Vegas really doesn't want to yeah, see happen. No, just unpredictable, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it sh- it's going to be a good matchup. Um, what about? I'm going to throw you on the spot here. Sure, Rockets Lakers tonight. <laughs> uh, what about the series in general? I know you're going to probably have to pull up bravado right now, yeah, but yeah. If, just, to, just to I know you bet. I know are. you bet tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I bet the Rockets to win the series. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it was it was a juicy line. It was a uh, plus three hundred for the Rockets to win the series. Okay. Um, I think that the Rockets probably uh, lose tonight, but I and I wanted to see what the the line was. The last line I saw. Just give me, give me a second. Vamp while I check. I mean, yeah, what, so, what, 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 what do, you, what do your Houston buddies think think that's going on in this game? Oh, they're all they're I mean, Houston fans are, are a lot different than most fans. They're 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 fanatical. They're they're emotional. They don't really go based off of statistics and things of that nature. So um, they they ride high. So they won game one. So yep. they automatically just felt like this series is pretty much over. Yeah, over that yeah, that yeah. you can't match the small ball. Yeah. Um, and then LeBron showed up in in game two and showed that, and Anthony Davis showed up as well and played probably his most physical game that he's played in his career. Yep. Um, now, can the Lakers do that again? Honestly, as a Lakers fan, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not confident that this Lakers team can uh, can do what they did on Saturday night, yeah, or and, Sunday night. And so, betting the Rockets is a better is really um, feast or famine. The Rockets win um, when they hit their threes, and they lose when they miss their threes. And as we all know, threes are kind of a streaky shot. You know, there's only so much guarantee you can put in there. It just happens, at least during the regular season, the Rockets tend to hit more threes than they miss more often. So they, right. they win a lot of games during the regular season. It, in the past, the Rockets, by the time the playoffs come in, especially the second round and, and further in the playoffs, a lot of the three-point shooting that the Rockets have has come down to earth. Mm. And that's that's frankly why they they just haven't tipped the scales um, with, with this kind of small ball D'Antoni offense. You know, I think that the, this, I was just looking at the lines, and this is classic Vegas hedging. So they've got they've got the Rockets at plus five, meaning that the Rockets could either win or lose by as many as four points for that bet to hit. Um, and that's the, the spread is just negative one ten. So that's a normal vig on the spread. But on the money line, meaning that the the Rockets win, it's only plus one seventy. So typically, when you'd see a plus five or plus six spread, you'd have at least a two to one return, so plus two hundred. So they're they're really trying to have their cake and eat it too here. They're saying that they're going to give the Rockets five points, but they're not going to give you a ton of value in just betting the Rockets to win. I think that this is a sneaky little way for Vegas to say like shit. Who who knows what's going to happen? And you know the Rockets winning is almost as likely as the Lakers winning. I mean they're. They're plus 170 to win outright, and the Rockets, uh, sorry, the Lakers are negative 210 to win. So there's obviously more room on the Houston money line, uh, according to the, the VIG, the juice, than there is on the Lakers. So I, I think that, you know, while it's not a great value to take the Rockets at 170 on the money line, taking Rockets at plus 110 on the points, negative uh, five points, uh, your, sorry, plus five points is, uh, I think, a really good bet. Okay. For tonight, but I, I I bet the the Rockets to win the series, not necessarily because I thought it was a no brainer that they win the series, but it was a really good value going. It was going into the playoffs, um, it, you know, you you could bet the Rockets to to go get through the second round. I think it was plus four fifty, so I jumped on that a little bit. 
Um, not, of course, knowing that it would be the Lakers, but thinking it might be the Lakers. Right. And then at the beginning of this series, it was uh, plus 325 for the, for the Rockets to beat the Lakers. Um, and I thought that was really good value. And if you look at where we are right now in the series, I think that's still very doable. Well, I think uh, to, you know today I was reading articles, and 70% of the time that a team in the playoffs wins in Game 3 with the series tied 1-1, they have gone on to win the series. Yeah. No, I – yeah, and it's – the, the only the only thing I can tell you about the the, the Rockets just just betting them is it, it really will and this is no kind of magic on NBA advice but if they're hitting their threes they're going to win if they they miss their threes they're going to lose and teams ha- go into you know dry streaks with with threes so it's it's a it's a really a feast or famine if they could just put put together one more kind of where your threes go in game on this series than they have that than they don't have you know or have in the past it's it's very winnable by the Rockets. Okay, and then last question. Do you think that there's any conspiracy aspect to the Rockets with them not being able to be viewed in China that the NBA would not want them to make it to the Western Conference Finals and potentially the NBA Finals? Yeah, maybe. But if, if you think of it, I, I mean, I've, I've thought about some of this kind of conspiracy theory stuff. How much influence could they have? So they could... There could have been like a secret memo. Let's let's talk about the most wild conspiracy theory you can ever think of. The the most they could ever do is have like a secret memo to the refs and say 50-50 bets or 50-50 balls always go to the Lakers. How many possessions is that really going to get you a game where the where the officials are involved? Two or three, Two or three maybe, right? Um, you know, so could, could that turn the tide and, and change a game and maybe change a series? Sure. Um, but I, I think that the, you know, better play uh, will probably beat that kind of that kind of conspiracy theory arrangement. Now, if you think that everything's fixed, like you know, I don't know, like Russian boxing or something, and that they like they, they're paid out to Antonio to just like tank the game, like then all bets are off. But I, I don't think that any American sports are as corrupt as that. I think that, as I mentioned, I think that like fifty fifty balls going to the Lakers is probably the biggest possible conspiracy there could be in the NBA. Okay. Now, I, I think with the refs, there's a there's a huge thing with Houston Rockets and Scott Foster. I mean, they they are, are they are determined that Scott Foster is is against them is only against them, yeah, and that, yeah. that that the NBA specifically puts Scott Foster in games that they want the Rockets to lose. And yeah. the Rockets played the Lakers on Sunday with Scott Foster as a ref. They won't see him again until Game Six. Um, so that, that's kind of what brought my intrigue into that. I, I think the refs, the way it works in the playoffs, is if you're playing harder and you're playing better, you tend to see the calls more. If that's not the case. You're not getting the calls. And I thought that's what we saw Sunday night. It wasn't necessarily Scott Foster. It was the Lakers were being more physical. They were on the boards. They were playing more physical defense. And then they got the calls that you would normally get if you play that way. I mean, I think that the biggest rebuttal to the fact that you might think that it's rigged against the Rockets is just that Harden still gets to the line. And he still gets those calls. And he still gets those calls despite the fact that, me included, you know, the, the NBA kind of heads across the country don't like the way that Harden plays. I mean, I respect him for sure. Um, I think he's strong. I think he's super talented. I think he's super smart. But, you know, in terms of just as an NBA purist watching an NBA game, I don't love all those stoppages where he's kind of jumping back or jumping around the screen to just draw the foul. I know what he's doing, and I know that they have to call the foul. But if you really thought that there was a conspiracy there, I think that nobody would really blink if the refs just looked away when that happened and didn't call, you know, those. Right. Um, and I know that they didn't get to the line as often in the last game, but if you if you actually watch the game, Harden wasn't playing the kind of the, that that game. He wasn't. They weren't setting the hard screens. He wasn't following around the screens. He was pass first. He wasn't dribble first. It was it was a bizarre Harden experience. And I think 
you know, frankly, and, you know, I know there was a lot of Rockets fans and a lot of Harden fans in particular, but he has a history of this, right? I mean, every he, playoff. He, yeah, every, he stopped showing up. I mean, this is the guy that he did got, it in game seven against OKC. Yeah. I mean, and two years ago, he got stripped from behind by, you know, 40 year old Mono Ginobili to, to end that game in, in, you know, uh, not very uh, famous fortune or, or fashion. So I, I think that, you know, I think that if there is a conspiracy, um, it's probably that, you know, the NBA, as a, as a collective doesn't love the Rockets product. Um, and that, you know, if they're going to not like the Rockets product, they're not going to give those calls to the Rockets. But traditionally, you know, he Harden, he, he's gotten those calls. Yeah, yeah. he typically gets them. You know, I, I, I forgot one bet going back to the Texans. One, one thing to think about just as betters is traditionally all the sports books give a really good value, almost like a gimmick bet on week one. They just want you to get back into to, to NFL betting so that you're, you know, hooked for the rest of the year. Yeah. And there's a really cool bet. A lot of the sites have this, but the, my bookie, and this is kind of no free ads. We're not getting paid by my bookie, like, at least right now. Not right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my bookie, if you want to, you know, uh, sponsor, I'm, I'm giving you a free ad here. But, yeah. Anyway, so my bookie, you can bet the the Texans. Sorry, you can bet the Chiefs at plus fifty four. Um, so what that means is that the Chiefs could either win or lose by as many as fifty three points, and the bet'll hit. There's a fifty dollar limit on it, a fifty dollar max. Again, this is a gimmick. So this is essentially them giving away fifty dollars because you know I don't think anybody thinks that the the Chiefs are going to lose by fifty four points or more uh, or fifty five points or more. Um, but it's a way I think as if you're thinking about a pro Texans bet, just just fucking take the bet. You you've got fifty four points. You know the the Texans could win by forty and you still win this bet because you know it's a it, it's the Chiefs you know losing by fewer than fifty four points and it's a free fifty dollars as far as I'm concerned. So take the bet. I know you know I saw you know some of the other sports books had kind of a plus one hundred and ten points, which is again just like free money, um, and they call it like you know supersizing the spread or something like that. They they always do this for the first game of the season, but you know I think it's a way for you just to add fifty dollars to your betting kitty uh, right, right out of the gates. Okay, great. No, that's that's fun. All right. Uh, Kyle, thank you. Um, yeah. I appreciate uh, the parlay also for the Patreons. They're going to love that. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I guess week two, I don't even know. Oh, the Ravens. The Ravens. So it's going to be very yeah. interesting for you to dive into. Yeah. I think we're going to do some quarterback stuff on that one for sure. Oh. Yeah. Like rushing overs and stuff yeah, like that with yeah, yeah. Lamar. Yeah, or like, uh, you know, Watson to have 200 yards more than Lamar, total yards, things like that. Um, there's there's a lot of interesting quarterback bets that you can do given that the, the talent the talent you've got on that field. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, Kyle, we'll catch you next week. Uh, this is uh, Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Bets. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.